Hello and welcome to another episode of Daf Shui, Weekly Daf. Give me 40 minutes or so and I'll give you a Daf or so. We are a year. It's the year anniversary of the official beginning of the pandemic. You know, the first person got sick was earlier, but it's about a year. Purim was more or less the last thing that a lot of us did in person. Pesach was already conversations around can we, do we, how do we have Zoom Pesach? Nobody thought we were going to be in Choshech Mitzrayim, into, in quarantine as during the plague of darkness for a year. Nobody thought that. Well, I didn't think that. Yeah, this year has been some year. And looks like uh, there's a light coming up at the end of the tunnel with the vaccines, etc. Looking for liberation, moving towards liberation. And still there's lots of work to do. Okay, we are on 58B in Baba Batra in on 58B, halfway down the the daf, halfway down the page, in the page that was typeset published and popularized by the widow and the brothers Ram in Vilna Lothi's 150 years ago. Here we go. Mishnah. Hamarzev ain lo chazaka v'yesh lo mekomo chazaka. Hamazchela yesh la chazaka. We did this Mishnah last time, but we're going to go over again so we can jump into the Gemara. We're going to be a, a weird daf this week in just in the sense that we're going to go from the middle of... 58B to the middle of 59B, and then we're almost finished with the parak. This has been a haul, boys and girls. Glad you have come along. I'm honored and that you have come along on this journey. We're almost finished with the third chapter. The, the gutter, the gutter pipe, has does not. there's no claim of a chazaka on the gutter pipe. But there is a claim, chazaka, on the place of the gutter pipe. And the Gemara is going to say, what does that mean? And we'll find out in a minute. Hamazchela yesh la chazaka. However, the gutter itself. So we're talking about the difference between kind of a, the, the rain pipe, the, the, the pipe that's the drain at the end of the gutter itself, which is kind of attached to the, the, the roof. And as opposed to the marzev, which is on the drain pipe at the end. So the drain pipe, which is smaller, has no, there's no, if you, if, if I keep a drain pipe at the end of my roof and it goes over into your courtyard for three years, there's no claim then of chazaka. But there's a claim for its place of chazaka. And the Gemara has three different ways to understand that because it's not Self-explanatory. However, on the other hand, the the gutter itself, uh, there is a claim of chazaka on it because it is larger and it is kavua. It is put there and it doesn't move. Sulama mitzri ein lo chazaka, vilatsuri yesh lo chazaka. So an Egyptian ladder versus a Tyrian ladder. So an Egyptian ladder does not, there's no claim of chazaka on it because apparently an, an Egyptian ladder is smaller. The Gemara will also explain that. The uh, Egyptian ladder is smaller, so therefore if I put the ladder, the whole point is that if I put the ladder into your courtyard to get up onto my roof or onto my second story. So if it's an Egyptian ladder, you don't really care because it's small. It's, 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 it's not taking up any great space. It's not getting in your way. So therefore, 
I can't think that my putting it there and you not opposing my putting it there is actually a statement about my use of the property, as opposed to the Tyrian ladder, which is larger and therefore gets in your way and is obviously in your face, in your courtyard. And so therefore, I can make some certain assumptions that if I put a Tyrian ladder into your courtyard in order to get up to my roof and you don't say anything, that that becomes a chazakah, that I have a claim to ownership on that after after the three years. Chalona mitzrit ein la chazakah, v'latzrit yesh la chazakah. And this is the, the consistent theme here is small and large. This week's Mishnah brought to you by Sesame Street. So chalona mitzrit, a smaller window, there is no claim of chazakah. Now, what would the claim of chazakah mean? In other words, I have a wall that abuts your courtyard, and I put a, a window in that wall. If I have a claim of chazakah, that would mean, if I have a claim to, to ownership, that means that I could stop you, for example, from building in front of that window. So a small window, there is no claim of chazakah because it doesn't bother you. And now, why would you protest against my putting that window in? Because of privacy issues, right? The hezek another issue that the Gemara will talk about, the damage that comes from my looking into your courtyard. So therefore, if it's a small window, so then there's then, then you don't worry about that. If it's a large window, so therefore it's also set, and it's also, I get a good view of your courtyard, so therefore... If you don't say anything, I can make an assumption that it is okay and that I have a claim to it, and therefore you can't build in front of it. And one of the things that comes up in the Gemara is whether or not I need the that window for light or I need that window for vision. I could see my orchard on the other side of your courtyard. Okay, and we continue. So now the, the Mishnah is defining first what is a Egyptian window. So it's a small window, any window that a person's head cannot go into it. Now, this this chalon is not necessarily, we're not talking about, when we talk about window in English, we usually talk, mean kind of the glass part of the window, but this means the opening of the window, not necessarily with glass or some kind of covering on the opening, but a, an opening so you can see through it. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Im Yeshla Malbein, Rabbi Yudah says that if it has a border of stones around it, even if a person's head cannot go into it, in other words, it's small, but it has that border of stones around it, it is a chazakah because you see, if I'm building that in my wall, you see that's a permanent fixture and I'm doing it so that I can see because it has those stone borders. So you would normally protest, and therefore, if you don't protest, then uh, I can make a claim of ownership on that and can stop you from building in front of it, for example. Okay, the Gemara. So the Gemara asked the question that we've all been thinking of. What does this mean that a, a Marzev, the drain pipe, has no, the drain pipe from the gutter, has no claim of Chazakah, claim doesn't lead to a claim of ownership, but its place does. What does that mean? I'm Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Shmuel. So Rabbi Yehuda says, in the name of Shmuel, Amora, Babylonian, one of the guys, one of the founders of the academies in Babylon, Shmuel, and his students, one of his major students, Rabbi Yehuda, says, Hachi Kamar. This is what it means. So what it means is actually that the drain pipe, if I put a drain pipe on the northern end of my, my roof, 
right, on the northern end of the gutter. That's not a chazaka. You could say, no, move that. I don't want it there. So I'll put it on the southern end. But you can't say to me, no, you can't have it any place. So in other words, that a marzave any place has a claim of chazaka, right? It can't, not necessarily that in this space, because you can say move it to the other place, but the fact that I leave it there, that it's any place, has a, a claim of ownership. Rabbi Hanina Omer Marzev in El Chazaka, Shemaya Aroch Mikatsro, Vishim Kom El Chazaka, Shembala Okro, Eno Okro. So Reb Hanina says that the drain pipe does not have, cannot, one cannot make a claim of ownership of Chazaka, of, of use of caption on the drain pipe because if it is long and then I goes out over to your courtyard and you drips water down in the middle of whatever, you could say, no, make it shorter. So it drips water down over here. However, again, its place has a chazakah. In other words, so that you can't say, if, if I want to come and just rip it up and tell you to get rid of it, I can't do that. One more time, right? I can't tell you, just get rid of the whole thing. I can tell you, make it shorter if it's too long, but I can't say, get rid of it. Rabbi Yirmiyah Bar Abba Omer Amar, Rabbi Yirmiyah Bar Abba says, Hamarzev ain't lo chazakah, so you can't make a claim of chazakah for the marzev, but what does that mean? Sheim no tachtav boneh, if one wants to build underneath it, if the neighbor wants to build underneath it, he can build underneath it. So you can't make, even if it's after three years, you can't make a claim of ownership over it. Yeshim komo chazakah, but its place has a chazakah, shim balo okro, no okro, because on the other hand, while you can build underneath it, you cannot make a claim that I should get rid of it, right? So its place has the space of the of the uh, drain pipe has a chazaka, but but it itself does not have a chazaka. That's what that means. Okay, it's not. So let's go back to the Mishnah. Hamaz yesh la chazaka. Again, this statement: the drain pipe has a chazaka. So this makes sense that you say the mazchela has a that the mazchela so that's the gutter has a chazaka that makes sense according to both Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Shmuel and Rabbi Hanina who says that the place has a place of chazaka that you can't demand it be gotten rid of. But according to the person, meaning Rabbi Yirmir who says that you can build underneath it, so what's the nafkamina here? In other words, what difference does it make? What's the difference then between the marzev and the mazchela? Because you could build underneath it, you can build underneath You can build underneath the mazchela, you can build underneath the marzev. So there's no, why say the marzev ain't lo chazaka? Right? It has a chazaka also. And the mazchela has a chazaka, but you could build next to it. So it, what what's he talking about? So rather, hab so no, he's talking about a mazchela, which is made out of stones, right? It is a, a, a gutter of stones. And the argument is that if you build underneath it, the banging with your tools will weaken my wall and so my gutter and, and the gutter which is attached to it so therefore, the question is whether or not you're allowed to build underneath it. Lanichali de titra eshitai, that my wall usually will be weakened, but it is a stone gutter. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Tzinor ha-mekaleach mayam l'chatzer chavero. 
So here's an interesting logical conclusion to this argument. Rabbi Huda says in the name of Shmuel, if I have a pipe, that a drain pipe, that takes water onto your courtyard, and I want to stop up that drain pipe, you can stop me from doing that because all these years there's been water there and you built a little nice little fountain there and the birds come and they drink from the water and all of a sudden you want to say no more water. Because you can say to me, just as you made a certain type of acquisition in my courtyard in order that the water would drip there, would, would go would, would flow into my courtyard. The Didinami Kanili Maya de Igrach. I also made a Kinyan, I acquired the water from your roof. So all these conversations, all these backs and forths. All these conversations, the Sakhar Tzaya, is about in what way, and the way it ties to what we were talking about earlier in the parak, is in what way can I impinge on your ownership of your land? Or can you impinge on the ownership of my land? And this goes back to the conversation of Meitzar, right? The borders of the land, which I, I while I own, supposedly, somebody else could then could still set up shop on the borders of my land for various reasons, walk through it, set up a pathway, even possibly harvest the crops there, etc. and so forth. Okay. Itmar Reboshaya Omer Ma'akev. So we know the Reboshaya says that the neighbor can stop the owner of the drain pipe from blocking up the drain pipes that the water doesn't run. Rabbi Omer Ma'akev. Rabbi Chama, his son, said, no, he can't stop it. Azal Shaili the Rebisa. So somebody went and asked Rabbi Bisa. And he said, you can stop the owner of the drain pipe from stopping up the drain pipe. Kari Allah Rami Barachama. So Rami Barachama, Rav Chama's son, Rami, said about this, read about this, the verse from Mishlei, from Proverbs, the threefold rope will not quickly come apart. Zeh, so this is referring to Zeh Rabbi Oshaya Benosho Rabbi Chama Benosho Rabbi Bisa. Because you have three generations of Torah sages, Rabbi Oshaya, Rabbi Chama, and Rabbi Bisa, who are all Tamidei Chachamim, so therefore that chain will not come apart. Even though, and this is important, they don't agree with each other. Rabbi Chama says, you can, uh, you can stop, Rabbi Oshaya says, you can stop, Rabbi Chama says, you can't stop him, and Rabbi Bisa says, you can stop him. But still, even though they disagree with each other on the specific question, they are still seen as a threefold chain of Torah study. Okay, and we're back. Sulama Mitzri Eino Chazaka. So the, the Egyptian ladder, one cannot make a claim of Chazaka on it. So what is a Sulama Mitzri? What does an Egyptian ladder look like? That it's smaller from the Tyrian ladder. Amar the, the house of Rabbianai taught, any ladder that does not have four steps in the ladder. So it's a small, that makes it into a small ladder. It's not clear to me whether or not there were specific, whether a step meant a specific height in those days, whether the ladder steps versus step stools, but that apparently they knew what that meant. That if you didn't have four, four steps on the ladder then it was considered an Egyptian ladder and it wasn't big enough for anybody to care. 
The next, the next line in the Mishnah is about the Egyptian window, which one can't make a claim of ownership because it is small. So what's the difference between a sulam, a ladder, in which there was no explanation at the end, right? Because after the Chalon street, it says, what is, a, what is an Egyptian window? And the sulam that... Beforehand, there's an Egyptian ladder, which doesn't say, What is an Egyptian ladder? It doesn't say that. So what's the difference between those? What's the difference between the ladder that wasn't explained and the window that was explained? So the only reason that the ladder was, that the window was explained is because we have two opinions, and we have Rabbi Yehuda at the end who wants to dispute about the distinction between the Egyptian and the Tyrian uh, windows, that even in a case of the Egyptian window, if there was the border around it, it was still, um, one could make a claim of Chazakah because it was more permanent. This week's podcast is brought to you by the OMG It's Pesach Alarm. Did you ever get that feeling that Pesach was just around the corner and you hadn't bought enough, you hadn't cleaned enough, you hadn't prepared enough? Then you woke up and realized that Pesach was just around the corner and you hadn't bought enough, you hadn't cleaned enough, and you hadn't prepared enough. Congratulations. You have the OMG is Pesach alarm. It rings once a year, too early, and doesn't stop till you start the Seder. And best of all, it's free. Therapy not included. Intergenerational trauma, a definite possibility. I'm a Rabbi Zera. So Rabbi Zera says the following. L'mata midalat amot, yesh lo chazakav Okay, so Rabbi Zera says that if the window is within four amot, within four cubits, and realize that that's a very helpful ex- translation, within four, so a cubit is about 18 inches. So that means that four cubits is about a yard and a half. So within four amot of the ground, so there is, one can make a claim of ownership, chazakah claim, after three years, and the other person can protest against that window being built, right? And the, the theory is, actually, there's a, a, a dispute about which window we're talking about here, but the theory is, both windows, doesn't make a difference, we'll get to that in a minute, but the theory is that it is close to the ground, because it's under four amot, so therefore the person inside could look out and there is a problem of of privacy rights. So therefore, if I build that window in the wall of my house, which abuts your courtyard, and you don't protest, so then I can make a claim of chazakah, but you're allowed to protest. If it's above four amot, if it's more than four, more than like a yard and a half, so then there is no claim of chazakah because it's too high for me to be able to see anything. And also, you cannot protest because it's too high for me to be able to see anything. So there's an interpretive question about which window Reb is referring to. Why? Because the Rajbam says that Reb is referring to the Tsuri window, the Tyrian window, the larger one, because it is both large and less than four amot from the ground, less than a yard and a half from the ground, so that the guy can look out onto his friend's courtyard and there are obvious privacy concerns that the friend would protest if he was opposed to it, and therefore if he didn't protest, there's a chazakah. However, Rabbeinu Tam says it is referring to an Egyptian window, whereas a Tyrian window is large and therefore would have a claim for a chazakah, even if it was above four amot. 
And the Rashba quoted in the Tosfot also says that for Amot has to mean from the outside because for Amot from the inside, it could be on the second floor. And if it's on the second floor, so it's above for Amot from the ground, but still inside, the guy could have a really good look into the neighbor's courtyard in any event. So it's not clear whether, so there's a dispute about whether it's the Tyrian or the Egyptian window there. And there's also dispute in the Gemara, because Rabbi Ila now comes along and says, Even if it's more than, than a yard and a half high, there is no claim of ownership, and the other guy can protest still, even though putting it there and nothing happening does not show that the, the, the guy who owns the courtyard is okay with it, and therefore the guy who owns the window in the house has a claim on that as a claim of ownership over that window and doesn't have to move it. And even though there is no claim, the guy who owns the house can still protest against having the window there. Lema bekofinomi dot stam in palgi. So now the stam comes. So two things here that are interesting. So the lema kami palgi phrase, like let us say that actually what's being what's under conversation here, what the real dispute is about is always a way for the Gemara to reframe the question so that it's actually talking about a different question. Right? We're not talking about perhaps privacy rights or we're not talking about windows that are large or small. What's really what's really at issue here is Bikofinomidatstam. And so Kofinomidatstam is one of those wonderful metahalachic principles that we have in the Gemara, which means Midatstom is from the biblical Sodom, which is the rabbinic paradigm for an unjust society. And so midat stom is when I refuse to allow you to do something which will benefit you and won't harm me. So the question here is, so are we actually disputing about midat stom, meaning mar savar kofinu, mar savar ain kofin, that one, meaning Rabzera, says you force somebody to not be an idiot to not be a jerk, right? We force somebody to not be a sodomite in this sense. That, so therefore, that's why Reb Zeres says that above for Amot, the neighbor cannot protest the window because it's not going to harm him and it's going to benefit the other neighbor, right? If I build a window in my house, which is above for Amot, I can't look into your courtyard, so it's not going to harm you, but it's going to help me because it's going to be light or I, I like the window. So, Ribzera, uh, so let so perhaps Ribzera says that you kofina me that stone. So therefore, uh, we can force the neighbor to to not be allowed to protest against that window. And Rabbi Lau says that above for Amot, you can you can protest. It's saying that you know midat stone is a good thing. People shouldn't actually be be jerks or be unjust jerks. Um, but we do not enforce that. Lo, so Tom says no. Of course, everybody holds that you force somebody around the notion of not being a sodomite, not being an unjust jerk. And here it's different. So it's like it's different here because there are times one could put a bench underneath the window, even if it's above for Amot, and look out the window and then and stand on the bench and then then see through the window. So the question is, do we take that into account? This always puts me in mind of one of my father's favorite jokes, which is guy 
checks into a hotel, goes to his room. Five minutes later, he calls down to the front desk and he says, come up quick. It's terrible what the person in room 753 is doing. He's just cavorting naked and it's so offensive. So the guy from the front desk comes running up to the to his room and he looks out the window, he doesn't see anything. He says, you know, Mr. Hirschfeld, I don't see anything. What are you talking about? And he says, well, if you lean out the window really far and then look up to your right all the way four stories up there, you can see him. So there you go. So sometimes, Zimnin demotvet so Rebbe says we have to take into account the fact that the guy could put a bench underneath the window, stand on the bench, and look through the window. So some guy came before Rebbe Ami with this question, this very same question about building the window, and Rebbe Ami sent him to Rebbe Abba Bar Mamal. And he said, Rebbe Elah, and Rabbi Abba Barmamo said, we practice like Rabbi Elah. Our law follows Rabbi Elah that even above four amot, there is no claim of ownership via chazakah, but the neighbor can protest. Shmuel says that beyond this, even if you have a very small window, but you need that window for light. If your house otherwise is just completely dark and that's the only source of light, then that having that small window there for light is the grounds for making a claim of ownership through Chazak. All right, we're going to go up to the next Mishnah. Aziz ad tefach yeshlo chazakam. We turn the page. So Aziz, which is a protrusion a carved protrusion or a protrusion that's just there on from the roof of your house. If one has a ziz, which is a tefach, this protrusion or ledge or juddy, which is a tefach long, there, one can make a claim of chazakah over it if it's there for three years and then claim, I don't have to take it down. And the neighbor can protest against it. If it's less than a tefach, tefach is about six inches. Um, if it's less than a tefach, then he can't, then there is no claim of ownership via chazakah. And the neighbor also cannot protest against building that type of a protrusion of a jetty. So we're going to find out what this debate is all about. Amar Rabbi Asi, Amar Rabbi Mani, but Amri La, Amar Rabbi Yaakov, Amar Rabbi Mani, Hechzik Betefach, Hechzik Ba'arba. So Rabbi Asi says the name of Rabbi Mani, and some people say that Rabbi Yaakov says the name of Rabbi Mani. These are Palestinian Amoraim. Rabbi Mani says this, and two other, two different. It's not clear which who who was the tradent who passed on the tradition in the name of Rabbi Mani. Rabbi Mani says, if one makes a claim on a tefach, then the person makes a claim on four tefachim. So what does that mean? My kamar, which is what the Stam asks. What are you, what, what's, what are you, what, what are you saying here? I'm Rabbiya, so Rabbiya, Babylonian Amara. Hachi kamar, this is what he means. Hechazik rochav tefach b'meshech arba, hechazik berochav arba. If a person makes a claim of ownership, through Chazakah, on a tefach, which is four tefachim wide, then that claim is also is kind of a square of four by four tefachim. 
right? In that tefach claim, if that tefach claim is four tefachim wide, then there is an an equal claim on the rest of the square of four by four by virtue of making that claim on the one by four. That's a rule. So in the, the second line of the Mishnah, if it is less than a tefach, he has no claim of ownership via chazaka, and also the neighbor cannot protest against having that tefach there. Amar Avhuna, Avhuna, Babylonian Amara says, Lo shano ela balagag bubalachater, abubalachater bubalagag yecholimchot. So Ravuna says it is only the owner of the roof who cannot protest against the owner of the courtyard, but the owner of the of the courtyard can protest against the owner of the roof. Rav Yehuda says even the owner of the courtyard cannot protest against the owner of the roof, and the protrusion is off the roof. So it's not clear what the protest against the, the, the owner of the courtyard is exactly. But there you go. And Rebuda says the other way around, which seems the more reasonable, that the, the owner of the courtyard cannot protest against the owner of the roof where the protrusion is. So let's say that their dispute is about actually privacy issues, his yeah, the damage that comes of being able to see into the courtyard. Demar Saba Shmei Hezek, the one person says, it is a Hezek, it is a, it is actual damage, and Mar Saba La Shmei Hezek, and the other person says that it is not an actual damage, the person says who you can't protest against, it says, we don't worry about Hezek Ria. La, so the Islam says, of course, La Kuliyama Shmei Hezek, everybody holds that the damage caused by looking into somebody else's courtyard or privacy injuries, they are injuries. Vishani hacha, and here's what's different. The Amarlei litashmishta lachazi. So he says to him, I'm not using it for, I'm not going to see anything with with, with using it. Lamai chazi, lamatla beimidi. What am I using it for? To hang stuff on it. Madarna apai vitalina be. So when I want to hang something on this protrusion, when I hang my laundry, when I want to put out my coffee cup in the morning, whatever it is, when I do that, I will turn my face so I won't see you, and I'll put it there. The Edach, and the other guy comes back and says, Amarle, Edach, Amarle, and the other guy comes back and says, Zimnin dibaita. He says, that's all well and good, but you reach out from your house and you're turned around backwards and trying to put something there, you're going to get scared. And when you get scared, you're going to turn around the other way because you're scared. And then you're going to see what's going on in my courtyard. And I don't want you to do that. So that's why uh, one person says you can protest and one person says you cannot protest. And this is where we are going to bring our podcast this week to an end with a hearty Shabbat Shalom. Um, Though by the time you hear this, it might already be Shabbat or Sunday. Um, so Shavuot Tov, all those good things. Good luck in preparing for Pesach. Good luck in hopefully stay healthy in order to be able to enjoy the liberation that comes after this pandemic is over, and so on and so forth. It's been a pleasure being with you these past this for this daf. My name is Arye Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at Irmiklat. I R M I K L A T. As always, my deepest gratitude to Mechabruta. Charlotte Van Robert, my producer, Ellie Unger Sargon. Check out his podcast, Four Cubits, and the communications team of Daf Shvui, 
Shachar Cohen Hodos, who came up with the beautiful logo for our podcast. Please be in touch at the widow and the brothers at gmail.com. If you enjoyed hanging out with us for this stuff, please give us a rating, a good rating, hopefully, on uh, the Apple Podcast page. Tell all your friends and bring them with you next week when once again we shelter in the Beit Midrash in the closet to study another daf of Babalatra. Bye-bye.